Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Hello, it's your favorite dietitian, Isla. I'm recording in my office at WeWork. I think I've had that on the podcast before, at least with the intro, but if not, here it is in all its glory. If you're looking at the video, I hope it's not too echoey. I just didn't want to go down the podcast room today just to record this intro. But anyway, today's episode is a special one because I'm recording it with Coach Lacey. She recently had a baby boy and wanted to come on to talk about her weight gain and loss journey throughout her pregnancy and postpartum. I think this episode is really important to listen to if you're pregnant or thinking about becoming pregnant because of the mindset that Lacey, because of the mindset that Lacey had throughout this time. Lacey talks a lot about how she worked through accepting that her body was changing throughout those nine months, but also how to give herself grace and the time to lose weight well after she had given birth. She didn't jump back into things, but instead slowly started working the steps of our program and is now back down to her pre-pregnancy weight. We talk about very specific tips throughout the entirety of her pregnancy and every month postpartum, such as shortening workouts, embracing quick meals, and accepting that what healthy meant before pregnancy is not the same as after. Although this episode doesn't really specifically tie into hydration, which is our millennial theme of the month, Lazy does hit on some tips for staying hydrated during breastfeeding, so this serves as your reminder to take part in our monthly wellness challenge over there. Just post three images of creative ways that you're staying hydrated this month and you'll be entered to win a $25 gift card to anywhere that pretty much I can email to you like Target, Amazon, Grubhub, I think are the main ones that people ask for when they win. To give you some tips, we just uploaded a blog post of four tips on how to stay hydrated. So make sure to head over there with the link in our description or show notes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lacey. How are you? I haven't seen you in so long. I'm doing so well. Uh, Thanks so much for having me today. It's so good to see you and just catch up today and talk about a topic that's been really, really near and dear to my heart lately. (laughs) Yes. And we definitely need you. So many questions about this. And it's something I feel like we're not taught in school. And then I also don't know how I'm supposed to just like learn it. So I'm glad you're covering it. Yes, of course. I'm happy to. I think um, I've had you know, an experience myself and my experience is definitely not um, what what everyone else's experience will be per se, but I definitely have a lot of tips that I can share just on what's worked for me and what I found when I'm looking into this for my own personal benefit. Good. Well, for our pop pop culture article today, really not anything related to any the rest of our topic, but um, (laughs) I couldn't miss it because it's a kind of about the Barbie movie. So um, Margot Robbie dropped her wellness routine. um, And so we're pulling this article from every girl. I tried to look at the original. I don't remember where it was, but it was like super long out of like Vogue or something like that. Um, But they're going over her like healthy routine. So what were your initial thoughts about her routine? Yeah. So the first thing that they went over was the exercise. And it looks to me like she's doing a lot of movement that she enjoys, which is something that I always recommend for my clients and myself too, because I really feel like if we're not going to enjoy what we're doing, um, it's going to be really hard. So it sounds like she's roller skating, which she got from the I, Tanya movie, which I had no idea. That sounds honestly really fun. And then yeah. she's also adding in some strength training. And then it looks like cross training with Pilates, um, which strength training is definitely something that we encourage here. And so um, I think, you know, it didn't really go into depth of like how long and how intense all of her exercises are, but it sounds like she's getting a good variety in. Yeah, I agree. I saw the rollerblading or the ice skating part and I thought it was so cool um, because, yeah, I mean, if you're in an area where you can do that and the weather's nice, I think definitely do it if it's what you enjoy. Um, What about the nutrition part? I feel like I didn't see like too much, but what I saw looked decent. What did you think about that part? 
Yeah, I think overall I saw that she just like still includes fun foods. I think she said she has a sweet tooth. So I definitely think that that's wise to like still include some of your favorite foods and um, kind of moderate that. And then it looks like she was also focusing on protein rich meals, which again, kind of aligns with what we what we do in our program. And yeah, I didn't really see like a whole meal plan or anything. Um, but I do also like how the article at the beginning reminded us that like celebrities have access to literally anything. And so maybe she has a private chef, like maybe she's, you know, getting all of her meals from like fun places. So um, I think that kind of gave some good perspective. But overall, I mean, it sounds to me pretty good. Like I said, kind of getting nitty gritty that those details were not in the article. But what is you think? Yeah, I agree. I'm glad that they made that disclaimer at the top. I think every girl has some dietitians on their staff. So I feel like they know to put that in, which is nice. But I also yeah. <laughs> try to remind people too, when we look at these celebrities, also like just be reminded it's literally their job. Like I don't think it's many of our job to look a certain way, which I mean, could be harder for them. But also it's like probably what they're thinking about all the time. So it's probably like way more motivating and their career does depend on it. So I think there's an extra layer of time that they have to work on it, resources, like you said. Um, So just keep all that in mind. If you watch the Barbie movie and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to look like her. Just remember that she has like a lot of things that we don't have access to because of what she does. Yeah. So true. So true. I think it definitely inspired me to try some different types of movements. I know we'll talk about that a little bit, but um, it sounds like she does a lot of fun stuff. So it's pretty cool. So does her wellness routine get the dietitian seal of approval? What do you think? I feel like just based on the things we talked about, it sounds pretty well-rounded to me. Um, And I mean, again, she has access to lots of things. So maybe she's working with a dietitian or somebody um, who's helping her like get, uh, reach her goals that she has for the movie. So um, I don't know. I think, I think it does. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Just from like the information that we have, I feel like it sounds good. I mean, nothing about how she's like starving or like cutting out major food groups or anything like that. So From what we see here, I think it's fine too. Um, All right. Well, going into the meat of why you're on today, we're going to talk about postpartum weight loss and your journey specifically, which is awesome. I don't think we've ever really had one of our coaches on to talk about their journey in depth. So I am excited. So I kind of want to start out with a super broad general question. Is it possible to lose weight postpartum and how so? Yeah, so it's definitely possible to lose weight postpartum. And I think that's something that I kind of want to start with is that it's really good to remember that everyone is entering the postpartum period very different. Um, And so something that can be really harmful during this period is um, comparing yourself to others that might be in the same boat as you or even comparing yourself to your pre-pregnancy self, I think that that is a really good lens to kind of think through with this whole podcast. Um, But it definitely is possible to lose weight postpartum. And I think it's important to remember that your postpartum uh, period goes for a lot longer than just three months, which is what a lot of people have for maternity leave. But it's really that first full year after having your baby. And so, um, you know, it might look different for everyone. And it's really important to adjust your expectations for that. Um, And it can really be impacted by lots of different things. So your mental health after, um, your physical health after, and then if you're breastfeeding or not, if you have support in your life to help take care of your baby, there's lots of new factors that we need to consider and reasons why things might look different and that maybe weight loss even looks different for you. Um, and so whether you were successful with losing weight before, you know, those things that you did before also might look different. And so just kind of having that perspective going into weight loss post postpartum and giving yourself patience and time is something that's really important. Um, I have found that weight loss postpartum is pretty similar to weight loss um, before, um, with the exception of, again, all those things that we just said that might be different, but knowing too that your hormones are different. And so for some people, it really might feel different and we might need to utilize different strategies this time around. Was anything surprising about managing your healthy habits postpartum for you? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> so I think that overall, just sort of adjusting my habits, um, what my habits were before I had my baby to what they look like now. Um, and that took a very 
long period of time to kind of figure out what those habits were and how to adjust them. Um, again, reining in expectations. I was kind of hoping I would be one of those people who would just start breastfeeding and lose a bunch of weight. And um, I know we had talk talked about this right before we um, hopped on, but I had so much fluid on me after the hospital because I had some preeclampsia. And so um, even just like dropping that fluid, I felt so refreshed just not being pregnant and not having all that all that fluid on me that that was kind of the first step and just starting to feel a little bit more like myself um and so i you know really wasn't one of those people that could just start breastfeeding and then all all of a sudden be back to my pre-pregnancy weight and i do think that that expectation is um far and few so i i would say probably not many people experience just to kind of not do anything and and all of a sudden be back where they were at before um, so, you know, that being said, I feel like also something else that was, um, surprising was just, um, how different my body felt. And so I think it's hard that, I mean, you're pregnant for so long, well, nine months. And so you already feel really different and then you enter this like new stage of your body. And so getting back into movement and just doing all the things I used to do, also taking care of a baby, you know, took um, a little bit more time to figure out and prioritize. Um, I would say another thing surprising it to me is that um, I was so surprised at how much I could accomplish in like an hour or 30 minutes. Um, whereas before, maybe I would, you know, plan to work out and it might take me like an hour or two to kind of get there and, you know, figure out what I wanted to do. Um, like maybe I had the freedom to go to the gym whenever I wanted, but now I'm like, okay, he's napping for 30 minutes. What kind of workout can I do in this time? Or like, can I meal prep something for myself or do I need, need to do something? for him. So um, that was something else surprising was like how productive I can be. <laughs> and you would be surprised, you know, if you feel like you don't have time, like being able to find a little pocket in your day to, you know, prioritize something for yourself. Um, I was really surprised that I was able to do that. Wow. Yeah. We did an interview a while back. Maybe we can link it with a client who was a mom and she had like six kids and like own her own company. Oh <laughs> I was like, how do you do it? She's like, you know, give a mom something to do and they can like definitely get it done. And I guess like that's true because it's just like you that's you only have like so much time. And if you're going to do something, it sounds like you just have to do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think even again, just giving yourself that time to even figure it out. Um, it was something like I always heard that like, oh, moms, you know, you can just do anything. <laughs> um but it really, you know, those first few months, I was like, man, I don't know how I'm ever going to do anything for myself again, because mm -hmm. it, you're just constantly thinking about what you need to do for your baby. And so um, giving it that time to really ease into a routine and figure it out, um, that was really helpful. When or like how soon did you get back to it? I'm trying to maybe like give a time frame for when other people could get back to it, unless that's like not a practical question. So can you kind of detail that? I would say um, the time frame would definitely just depend on the person. And again, depending on your mental health, your physical health, um, your baby's health, all of those things, right? Um, I will say the first one to two months after having your baby is not the time to be thinking about weight loss or worrying about weight loss or your weight. Um, you just had a baby, your body's healing. It's really important to listen to your body. For me, that was... I was so hungry all the time in those first two months because I was healing and my I was feeding my baby. I still am. But at that point, I was so starving all the time. And so really listening to your body and having that expectation those first two months, I would say, you know, definitely not the time to worry about weight loss or anything at that point, um, except for just kind of, again, eating foods that nourish you, listening to your body. Um and I know I mentioned like right after the hospital, it probably took my body a few weeks to really flush all that fluid out. And so it would really even be hard to know what your true weight was at that point after the hospital. Um, around like three to four months, probably more like four months, I started, or maybe three months, I started walking. And so that was really the only thing that I could see myself doing at that point because I could do it with my baby. It was something we could do together. Um, I definitely to conceptualize like doing something apart from him at even at three to four months was really hard um, to think about. So go walking and 
I felt really comfortable walking. Um, and so that's kind of when I started adding that. Um, and then also adding meal prepping, I kind of felt like I had a little bit more time um, to make a few things for myself. And so that's kind of when I started cooking again and, um, you know, walking. And then I would say I really, really didn't start to dig into like a deficit or really trying to make an effort to lose some weight until about like five to six months. And um, again, that will look different for everyone. It was just really depending on what you're comfortable with. As far as exercise goes, it's so important that you check in with your doctor to make sure you get clearance. And depending on if you had a C-section or, um, what, you know, what, what your delivery was like, what complications you might've had. Um, even if you had a totally healthy, normal delivery, it's still really important to check in with your doctor. Um, and I utilized uh, physical therapy because I was having some pain when I was walking and just adding an exercise. And so definitely important to advocate for yourself. Um, there's a lot also of like postpartum exercise programs out there that are great that feel, honestly, I kind of felt silly doing them because it's just a lot of deep breathing at first. And I was like, this doesn't <laughs> feel productive. But, um, you know, starting very small, being patient with yourself is so important. And like I said, for me, it was walking for other people, it might be something different. Today's episode is brought to you by Cloud Chips. This friend reached out to me and I thought it would be a great product to talk to you about because it's a crunchy, carby snack for a super low amount of calories. They are puffed wheat and rice chips that are about a third of the amount of calories compared to the standard chip. So if you're a volume eater, this is for you. You can eat it by itself and swap it with any other high calorie savory snack like pretzels or chips, or use it for chips and salsa to increase the amount of produce you're eating without greatly increasing the calories by piling on those oily tortilla chips. I have a discount for you that is 10% off if you go to the website cloudship.com slash millennial15, spelling millennial, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-A-L. Use the code millennial15, again, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-A-L-15 at checkout. We'll link it below as well. Get your lightest airships today. Was there anything you could have done like right after not to put pressure, but just because I get, I mean, I feel like I sometimes do get clients or at least like audience members that want to have something to work on. Like, is there any sort of like health goal you think people could have if they really want to have one? It doesn't even have to be weight loss related, but what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. I think I'm glad you asked that question because I want to rephrase by saying, you know, the first one month, <laughs> it's not like we're not thinking about our health at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just you know, we don't need to be worrying about losing weight right away. But I think just prioritizing, again, like your health. So hydration is a great mm. goal to have for postpartum, especially if you're breastfeeding, because you're going to be thirsty all the time and you're, you know, creating or you're sustaining a life still just like you were when you were pregnant. And so hydration is a great goal. Um, mm. Another great goal would be to just focus on adding in some produce every day. I know that can be really hard, especially if people are uh, bringing you meals. Um, and you can even, if you want to have those goals, like having protein or produce specific types, you can always write that. If you someone sets up a meal train for you or if someone wants to bring you a meal, um, you can write that that's your preference too. Um, but I think, yeah, some good goals would be hydration, um, trying to get like one or two servings of produce in. Um, and then snacks. I know we had a question about this from the um, audience. So um, good breastfeeding snacks would be anything that has a, you know, a good source of protein, really nutrient dense. So um, nuts, or I had these little like nut clusters that were really good that were, I could easily put them beside my bed and eat while I was feeding him. Um, protein shakes, yogurt, all of those things that were really easy grab and go options. Um, and then things like fruits and veggies too, if you're really wanting like a really healthy power powerful snack um, to really help you that those could be some really good ideas or even like a smoothie or something mm. could be a really good one. Um, but I would really make it simple. Um, hydration, again, great goal. And then thinking through maybe one meal or one snack or one, you know, type of food that you want to include during the day and starting there. Yeah. No, I think that's good because I think if anything, it could be just a good like place her holder goal or just so it's not like so hard to kind of get back to eating produce if at least yeah. you're like in the mindset and having like one to two and it might make you feel better too I know that like yeah. eating tons of crap food doesn't always make us feel good either I think as you know because this is something I do <laughs> every day I kind of already 
was thinking about those things as I was planning for postpartum. So another thing that I did that was helpful was that week or so before we had the baby, we did, we stocked up on a lot of things in the freezer um, Mm -hmm. and we stocked up on a lot of things that uh, we knew we would lean on during that time. Because honestly, the time just feels, it feels like it flies by, but it's standing still at the same time those first few weeks. And so it's really hard to even like remember when you ate last or when the baby ate last. And so um, I would say like having those options too on hand is really helpful. Um, so yeah, for us, it was like protein shakes or a lot of those perfect bars. Um, those were a really great breastfeeding snack too. So, um, you know, anything like that, preparing for yourself that first month, if you have some goals that you want to hit that first month, um, that's really helpful. Um, and then moving on to now when you've been able to finally like pursue weight loss a little bit more. Could you maybe talk us through if you're following any of the habits that we encourage as far as like calorie deficit, protein, produce, maybe anything about those, like what are doable or some of them not doable, anything like that? I pretty much did a lot of what we do in our program. Um, The first thing I did, so I started, um, this is, it's a little opposite of maybe the, the, um, way that we go through because I kind of started where I felt comfortable and that for me was with depths. And so something um, on our program that we really focus on is making sure you're getting a lot of steps in during the day. And again, as a new mom, you are kind of just like moving around all the time. So that's pretty easy to do. But because walking was kind of the most like realistic, um, achievable like thing that I could fathom doing at that point I just started walking with my baby and um really adjusting exercise overall was hard because Mm -hmm. for someone who always used to run I was training for half marathons every year before I had my baby and that involved you know leaving and running for like an hour or two at a time which is something that I really couldn't do anymore um and if I wasn't running I would like to go to the gym and go to like a whole class for like an hour and a half and so um reevaluating exercise was really hard because I couldn't really do either of those things anymore now that I had a baby um which some people can um I just didn't feel like I could fit that in And so um, I was able to kind of add in those steps. And then I figured out that working out at home was like the best thing that I could do. And before I wasn't really someone that would ever like to work out at home. I thought it was really boring and I never like could motivate myself. But now, like we were saying, I have like this window of time where I can get it done. And so I feel like it has really been working well for me. So adjusting those things that worked for you before um, is really helpful. And now I'm someone who works out at like 830 at night. Really? (laughs) I was like, that's the only time that I can think of working out. And so I really like it. I mean, I would say before I um, like I would put he would be down in bed and I would just want to like wind down and watch TV. So I kind of told myself I could watch TV while I worked out. (laughs) So now I just like have it on my laptop and I do um, this little home strength training app that I really like and it's working really well for me right now. You know, I don't know if that'll be that way forever. Hopefully, you know, maybe I'll get back to what I used to do before, but um, I really like it. So I would say steps and strength was where I started. Um, And again, two things that we really um, focus on in the program. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. What about, cause you're working too. Can you kind of speak to that? Because it's like an added layer of like working, <laughs> yeah. being a mom and working out. I went back to work at three months and, um, remember I kind of started walking around that time. And so, um, I was walking with my baby on maternity leave and then I went back to work and I was like, oh my gosh, I have, it was almost like I had time because I had a lunch break. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can just walk on my lunch break. Um, and it was kind of nice to not necessarily have to plan around my baby. I could plan around my day and it kind of brought back like what I used to do. And so I used to walk Mm -hmm. on my lunch break a lot and it kind of did help motivate me and really like brought back that routine that was familiar. Um, and so actually going back to work kind of helped me to exercise again. And then it also helped me to like meal plan for myself again and like have a lunch and stuff like that, which we'll talk about. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So then kind of working through the nutritional goals with like protein, protein, calorie deficit, how have those looked like postpartum? 
Protein, I'll start with that one. I would say this one, I didn't need to adjust as much because I've kind of, um, as a vegetarian, I know we've had a few podcasts about this. It's something I have to be mindful of always anyways. And so that one, um, I pretty much kind of picked up right off the bat. I will say for someone who's struggling with that, kind of like I said, having those easy options on hand are really great um, and just really making sure to have it at all of your meals. Um, So I kind of, after I did the strength training and uh, started adding those things in, um, I was eating overall healthy, but I wasn't seeing a lot of movement on the scale, which I know when you're breastfeeding can sometimes happen. So I decided to start calorie tracking and um, I calculated my own deficit kind of the same way that we do here. And I started tracking and that's really when I started seeing some progress. And mm-hmm. so um, I was really grateful that, you know, even just knowing our program and seeing it work on myself was really cool. <laughs> so I started tracking and um I will say within a calorie deficit, I think we had some questions about this one um, if you're breastfeeding. And so I'm happy to say I'm eight months postpartum still breastfeeding. So um, I kind of, it was kind of a trial and error. Um, I did a lot of research about just calorie levels and um, I found a lot that was saying that, you know, not eating less than 1800 calories um, for your milk supply is really important. And for some women that might even be higher, especially if you're exercising more. Um, and so I would say with, with breastfeeding and calorie deficit, you know, if it's affecting your supply, always, always go back up and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of go where you're um, comfortable. Um, but I didn't really see much of a dip in my supply when I started um, tracking in more of a deficit or eating in more of a deficit. Um, but if you're someone that maybe you start tracking in a deficit and you're above the 1800 calorie range, and then you see maybe two or three pounds loss in one week, that would be a red flag to me that maybe Mm -hmm. it might start affecting your milk supply. So I would look for the gradual weight loss. Um, but you know, I've kind of adjusted, like I said, adjusted based on how the scale was moving, if it was going too fast or too slow. Um, and really for me in the past, I haven't really needed to track calories, um, because I could kind of just, you know, use my plate. Um, but I do think it was a super helpful tool. I know some people can be really um, hesitant to track calories, but I kind of went it with a mindset of, you know, this isn't going to be forever. It was something I was willing to invest in. And I'm kind of tracking everything my baby's doing anyway. So I just started doing it for myself too. Um, and it was helpful to see that I was kind of eating more of like at a maintenance level versus mm-hmm. a deficit. So it really did help me to kind of see what that r- new routine looked like in a new deficit. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And then, yeah, what about, can we always kind of try to end with like my plate slash like, I don't know if I'm allowed to call it intuitive eating, but like eating without tracking. <laughs> um, sure. what about, have you like been able to do that? Does that look different? Yeah. Like postpartum? What about that? Using my plate, um, I think getting, and I see this with a lot of our clients too, you know, getting into a really good routine with tracking. Mm-hmm. If there's a day or two where you don't track, it's super easy to kind of just continue that routine. But I typically use my plate maybe on weekends or we've gone on some trips this summer so far. And so I've been using it then too. Um, and it's, yeah, sort of something I've always done. So it wasn't really a lot of effort to add into postpartum. Um, but I would say if someone is really struggling with that, bringing your plate back to the protein, the produce, the grains, and really not trying to skip out on any of those food groups if you are breastfeeding because Mm. you really don't want to cut out anything drastic and affect that milk supply. Um, And so bringing it back to that, if that's kind of where, even where you're starting, sometimes it's daunting to even think about doing one more thing like tracking your calories. So even if you want to start there, that could be a place to start. Okay. What about, yeah, the specifics of meals? Because I think this is what people are honestly sometimes like most interested in. (laughs) What did that look like? Yeah. So this is funny too, because I'm really not someone who's ever like liked eating the exact same thing every day. Oh. Um, Then postpartum hit and (laughs) I had like no time to think about what I wanted to eat, especially going back to work. Like as a working mom, you don't have... I don't have as much time to meal prep for myself as I used to. And I used to, um, during pregnancy and before, um, I would kind of like meal prep a breakfast and lunch for myself. And it would be kind of like um, a recipe that I would make. And I had all this time to do it. I enjoyed it. But now I'm definitely someone who like I eat the same thing (laughs) most days. And it's working really well for me because 
I don't even have to think about it. And so kind of have like a few in the rotation um, that I like and that I can go through um, during the week. And sometimes I grab, we have a Panera like really close by um, where I work. And so sometimes I grab Panera if I like don't feel like packing my lunch or if I forget. And so um, kind of like knowing those go-to easy options um, is helpful too. Um, As far as like meals that work, my go-to lunch lately has been a wrap, but I don't make it before I get to work, I kind of like make a little deconstructed wrap. So I put all the ingredients into a container because it's quicker and it doesn't like go bad. Um, And so I'll like do that in the morning and then um, make it for myself at lunch. So it's also kind of like my time to make my lunch for myself. Um, And I make sure to put like some hummus and stuff like that in there for some protein. It has a lot of veggies and grains, like whole grains. Um, So that's been working really well for me. I'm also, I, I think I as we were um, planning for this, I remembered we had a, the vegetarian podcast last year around the same time. And I think I was talking about the Greek yogurt and peaches, but that's still like my go-to over the summer. It's <laughs> like plain Greek yogurt with peaches. Um, so I'll do that a lot during the day or during like for breakfast. Um, I'm a really big fan of like veggie eggs in the morning for breakfast. And then I have a sweet tooth. So I really like the Kodiak cake waffles. Um, they have a decent amount of protein too, um, or just like a protein shake, just like really easy, simple thing. Um, always having lots of fruits and veggies for snacks and with my snacks, which is helpful right now since it's summer. Um, so those things have been working really well. As far as dinner goes, like we've always, um, like only cooked twice and ate leftovers the other uh, few days during the week. And so that hasn't really changed. That was something I could bring back um, that we used to do before, which I'm really thankful for. And now that we're starting solids with my baby, um, it's actually kind of simplified it because I'm trying to plan um, our meals around what I'm introducing to him. So I'm kind of using that to lead like what I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, like this week, um, he was trying ground chicken for the first time and um, I and butternut squash. So I made like a butternut squash risotto with ground chicken. And so um, it kind of makes it a little bit easier for myself to think about what I'm going to eat because I'm kind of thinking about what he's going to eat. So um, that's been working really well for me. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, I like that last tip because I find that a lot of moms do end up like over-prioritizing their child, which I don't know what the balance is not having a child, but I do try to encourage people to also think about themselves. I like how you like knit them together. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's, um, and we could have a whole nother podcast about this, you know, a lot of research going into feeding your baby what you eat just Mm -hmm. to prevent picky eating or having to make like two meals for yourself and your baby. And so um, I'm really, really into that right now. Of course, as a dietitian, I'm like feeding is my favorite thing (laughs) with my baby. So um, that's been really fun. And I feel like it's going to help me to just like try new foods myself again, too, like things that I haven't had in forever um, that I'll introduce him to. Um, something even as silly as like, I prefer peanut butter, but like we we're trying to introduce him to tree nuts. So we've done almond butter. So I've had that in the house and I'm eating that now. Um, but that really helps me to kind of get more variety as I'm exposing him to new things, too. Okay. And then when I was like kind of thinking through what I even wanted to ask you, I was thinking, is there like anything I'm just like not thinking of as far as habits that have helped you? So I thought maybe could you speak to that, like any health habits besides nutrition and exercise that you develop postpartum? The first one that I'm going to plug, and I feel like we plug this every time, is mental health. Um, I have always seen a therapist, but I think that continuing to work with her has been super helpful just to navigate expectations, emotions, mental health, adjusting to a new baby. Um, And really, you know, you never know kind of what 
at what your mental health will look like will look like after because you have so many hormone swings. And I'm very lucky that I was like in a very joyful place um, after I had my baby. But even so, like navigating different changes and just in your life and expectations, um, having a therapist has been a really great thing that I've utilized. Um, I would also say like a support network. So finding other moms um, in your area. I have a lot of friends right now who are having babies. So um, having that support and like someone who's going through something similar um, and to just kind of like bounce ideas off of um, has been really helpful too. So having that support and it could even just be like your significant other or your family members, um, but really like leaning on other people when you need help and not being afraid to ask for help because people do really want to help you uh, when you just had a baby and it's a really special time. And so um, leaning on that has been really helpful too. Okay, good. So like having a network and going to therapy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Social support. Um, and just um, the other thing I would say, this is maybe more nutrition related, but something that I'm surprised that I've developed is um, not that I used to drink a lot of alcohol before, but I guess just being in being pregnant, you could I couldn't drink alcohol, and I've kind of just ha- found this new love for mocktails. <laughs> like they're really fun to make, and especially with breastfeeding, I you know wasn't really wanting to drink a lot anyways. And so um, I think as a new mom too, um, I'm realizing that alcohol just makes me really tired, which I definitely don't need right now because I'm tired anyways. So um, that's been kind of a fun little like non, I guess it is nutrition related, but maybe not yeah. healthy um, thing that I've found that has been a really fun part of postpartum too. What about any changes specifically to your mindset? Um, just because I, I know I'm, I'm just thinking about the per, from the perspective of like somebody who's not a dietitian. I imagine it can be really hard to like now be at a larger size after and yeah. know that everything's different. What have you had to work yeah. on for that? I want to preface this too with like even dietitians feel this way. And I was really nervous about this. Um, just even like having a new body and not, not knowing, you know, not knowing what my body is going to be like in postpartum, especially if you've never had a baby before it's, it's a new experience. And so really thinking about, um, shifting from like that, that mindset to your new body, like knowing that your body might not look the same or feel the same right now, but that doesn't mean we still can't add in healthy habits to be your best self and to be a great mom. Um, reminding yourself too, that like your pre-baby weight might not be realistic right away or ever. Um, and you might not feel the same even once you get there. So I'm at my pre-baby rate right now, but I still don't, I would say like, I still have a lot of goals that I, that I'm aiming for because I don't necessarily feel as like strong and fit and energized as I did before. And I'm not expecting to feel that way like tomorrow, but it's something that I'm still working towards. Um, so even knowing that like your old body and your new body might not feel the same, but, um, it's sometimes a good thing too. Um, and then just, thinking about weight loss too, is like showing up for yourself as a mom. I think that was, um, I knew when I was ready, I wasn't sure. I think like it was definitely very overwhelming and I wasn't sure when I was going to be ready, but then one day I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to start exercising again. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, really dig into nutrition and really figure out like where I need to be eating and what things I need to be eating. Um, and real, really realistically thinking about it like that, um, reminding myself to like, my baby doesn't care what I look like, what weight I'm at. Um, I started making those changes for me to be mm-hmm. a better mom and to feel more like myself so that I could be a better mom. And so that's a really good perspective to have too. I would say too, you know, starting, starting when you feel ready and really listening to your body is important. And then the last thing I will say with mindset, having clothing, freshly postpartum that will fit you is super helpful. So one of I, my mother-in-law, she bought me some new clothes when I got home from the hospital. And it was like the most special thing because I finally, you know, things finally fit me and, um, I felt good in those clothes. It was, it was, they weren't maternity clothes, but they weren't the clothes that I was used to wearing that didn't fit me anymore. Right. They were kind of the clothes for this new season. Um, so giving yourself time to fit into your old favorites or, you know, buying new favorites that fit you right now, like really embracing this new season. 
of yourself and of your body. Um, and yeah, knowing that like clothing is just clothing and we can always get, get a new one in this time if we need to, but like that helps you to definitely also feel comfortable where you're at and, and motivate you to kind of keep going and make changes for yourself. Um, it was exciting when I like put on a pair of pants that I used to wear before I had my baby the other day and they fit me. And I was like, wow, I never thought that would happen. So I think that was motivating as well. Yeah. That's awesome. What about um, the specifics of like how you still make sure to prioritize your own health while now also having to care about your child? So I know we like touched on a little bit, but anything new there, just because I see something that pop up a lot with my clients that are parents. I can't, I just can't stress enough, like giving yourself the time. I think if you had asked me that question, like four months ago, I would have been like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think as, as the months go by and you get into a routine, you finally find little pockets where you can prioritize yourself. And like I mentioned, you know, you can do a lot in an hour or you can do a lot in 30 minutes and, um, whatever you find value in to make you feel good is where I would start. And so for me, for some reason that was like doing strength training and moving my body. Um, but for other people, it might look a lot different. So yeah, I think moving into that mindset and knowing like, you're not going to have a lot of time, but you will find some time and that will come back eventually, whether, whether or not it's at like three months or seven months or a year, like that will come back. Um, And if that's something you prioritize making time for yourself, you'll definitely make it happen. Trusting that in yourself, like you used to do it. So you'll do it again. Did you have to do any work or can you speak to like comparison? Because I feel like that is a big thing in the mommy world. Mm -hmm. Like what about that? Like how did you shut that down or what do you do? For sure. So it's funny that you asked that because that was one of my big tips at the end. Oh, (laughs) Do yeah, do not compare yourself to others. This is so hard because like I said, I have a lot of friends right now who are having babies and their births look different. Um, our postpartum journeys have looked different. Their, you know, weight has looked different versus mine, you know, fitting into clothing or going back to their weight quicker or slower. Um, and so it's so important to remind yourself that everybody's journey is different because everybody's birth story is different. And so not comparing yourself to friends, um, using them as support, but trying not to compare yourself, which is really hard. <laughs> Um, or even people online, because you don't always see the whole story online. Um, some things come naturally to people that don't come naturally to others. So for me, of course, I'm a dietitian. So the first thing I'm going to think about is like thinking about my meals again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not going to come naturally to everybody. And so other things maybe didn't come naturally to me that happened to other people too. And so going to look different for everyone. Not only are those habits different, but also your hormones and your experience are different too. And so everyone's postpartum journey looks different and that's a really awesome thing. So reminding yourself that um, even if you need to have that little mantra or that reminder or telling your spouse or someone in your life that, um, you know, that's something you struggle with comparison to help them kind of get you back on track is wonderful as well. What about when things don't go to plan? So I think this is all great and like ideal world, but I just feel like with kids, I always just like hear like child had to go to the emergency room or like <laughs> a stressful day with him where he didn't sleep or something right. like that. What do you do there? It's funny that you mentioned the stressful day that he doesn't sleep. So my baby, like the first maybe four or five months, he took 30 minute naps and that was it. And so um, I was literally doing like a 15 minute workout and I said, okay, that just has to be enough for today, which is mm-hmm. great. Like, right. Going postpartum, if that was one of my friends and they did a 15 minute workout, I'd been like, wow, girl, good job. But for me, it didn't feel like enough. Yeah. Um, and so remembering to, again, shift those expectations um, and also just kind of like shift things around. So for me, exercise, um, I usually do that when he naps or like I said, when I put him down for bed. And so, um, you know, if I felt like he was going to have a short nap that day, I could always do something else like laundry or cooking or something. Um, but just being prepared to like shift um, and even having like a backup plan if you need. So you kind of always have like a long to-do list <laughs> right. mom, knowing that, you know, you have another option or something else that you can kind of lean on during that time. I will say as far as like nutrition goes, using more of the intuitive eating my plate piece is really helpful. Um, and, uh, especially if you're like out and about or you forgot to pack your lunch, right? Those things are always there and you can always trust yourself that you can make those decisions without maybe having like perfect, the perfect plan. 
Let's dive into some of the audience questions before we wrap up with your three biggest tips because I want that to be the last yeah. point. Um, okay. So most of the questions, honestly, we got were about breastfeeding, um, which yeah. we did a whole breastfeeding podcast episode with Kara, who me and Lacey both went to school with. So yeah. um, you can listen <laughs> to that. But I think it'd still be good for you to touch on them because you actually went through this. And I'm not sure. I don't think Kara has any kids. So um, how does breastfeeding help or hurt your progress? I'm assuming this person meant for weight loss. I would say breastfeeding can definitely help because um, it burns and uses a lot of calories to feed your baby. I think it's somewhere, and again, I'm not a lactation consultant, um, but I think it's somewhere from like 500 to 600 calories per day extra. And so when I was mentioning before, like I was really hoping I'd be someone who would just start breastfeeding and like lose all the weight because technically like 500 calories per day is putting you in a deficit. Um, but remember, we also have hormones that are coming into play too. And so kind of that balance, I think some people, you know, that deficit and all of those calories they're using is enough to just see weight loss about doing anything else, but you also have those hormones. Um, and so those hormones that fluctuate so much during the postpartum period can also, you know, make it challenging to lose weight. Um, and that's whether you're breastfeeding or not. And so I think just like how we were saying everyone's postpartum journey looks different, I would say everyone's breastfeeding journey does too. And so, um, you know, lots of things can play a role in whether we see weight loss or not. Um, but, you know, continuing at it um, and continuing to kind of, kind of like try and tweak and make changes if that's what you're looking for. I think it's totally doable to lose weight while you're breastfeeding. Um, and oftentimes it'll happen. So, um, yeah, definitely a big factor. And do you feel like that answers the question of the next one we got, which was like, why do some women lose weight breastfeeding and others can't lose anything? What about that one, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think that does answer just because, you know, you are using so many of those um, calories and then um, you also have the hormones. And I also was reading too how like when you're breastfeeding, your body does hold on to um, your stores for a little bit longer because it knows that it's feeding a baby. And so I think that can also kind of make it hard. Um, But, you know, of course, too, like if you're breastfeeding and you want to lose weight, um, you know, it can just take a little bit longer too, if you don't want to eat too low to, um, to affect your milk supply. And so just knowing too, that like realistically, even going to like half a pound or maybe even less, you know, might be realistic if breastfeeding is a really big priority for you. And so, um, that was kind of my mindset. I was like, I'm going to try to eat in a deficit, but if it affects my ability to feed my baby, then I'm not, then I'm, then I would stop. And that's kind of what I told myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm really lucky that it wasn't affecting, but, um, you know, that's not to say that might not be the case for everybody. And then the last one that I think would be good to address is like overall what's realistic. So I think you kind of weave this into everything, but maybe like a good little answer of like, I don't know what this is even really referring to. Maybe like realistic expectations, realistic goals. What did you take from that question? So I took that question as sort of like, what is realistic weight loss during postpartum? I would say again, like half a pound to a pound a week, if not, you know, could go slower. Um, and then remember too, like you have so many fluid, you know, I'm the fluctuations queen, like you have so many fluctuations <laughs> because of those hormones and because of your milk supply. So that's always something to, um, think about too, just, and then just as far as, you know, like, uh, practices and things that we can do, just remembering, we don't have to change everything at once. Start with one thing, um, and kind of go from there. And then let's wrap up with what are your three biggest tips for those wanting to lose weight postpartum? I guess we already stole one from you. So maybe the last two. (laughs) Yeah. So um, being patient with yourself, I think I said this so many times because it's really, really important. Um, I think it's important in regular weight loss too, but especially in the postpartum period, like you're so delicate. Um, Being patient with yourself and really starting when you're ready. Um, listen to your instincts. I knew when I wasn't ready and I knew when I was ready. And Mm -hmm. so even, you know, listening to what you feel like doing, I, I just decided I wanted, was feeling like going for a walk or walking felt good. And so I was leaning into that. Um, and at that point in time, you know, I was starving, so hungry. And the idea of even just like thinking about decreasing what I was eating was too much because my body was still healing. And that's really important. So listening to your body and starting each step when you're ready. Um, my second tip would be thinking outside of the box. 
And so really bringing back what's worked, what worked well for you before um, that will still work, but mm-hmm. then also not being afraid to adjust because um, what not what didn't work for you before might work better for you now. So think outside of the box, um, trying to get creative. And that's too where like some of that support can come in and um, maybe like other friends can share what's working for them or maybe you can have some support um, somewhere in your life that you didn't have before. Um, so readjusting that is helpful. And then lastly, not comparing yourself to others. <laughs> so again, you know, things come naturally to different people and things are possible for different people at different times. So that's really, really important too. What about the question of um, how to lose weight without losing um, your breast milk supply? This question, um, I found some really, really great resources on the Le Leche League. They have a really great article and resources about losing weight while you're breastfeeding. Um, But the main thing, and I know I mentioned this before, is really to not eat below the 1800 calorie level, um, which knowing it might be even higher for some people. And again, um, you know, if you're noticing really big drops in your weight, that would definitely like warrant um, increasing your intake. And then the other thing, few things I would say too is really not cutting out major food groups. And so really making sure you're getting enough carbohydrates, enough protein, enough healthy fats, really. Um, if you're cutting out, like let's say you want to lose weight postpartum and you want to do like the keto diet or a really low carb diet and you cut out that major food group, um, that would be very concerning for your milk supply because your body already isn't getting what it needs to nourish you, let alone your baby. And so I would say that would be a big one um, to look out for and make sure that you're still kind of being mindful of all those food groups. Um, And then, of course, like continuing to feed or even pump on demand will also help your milk supply. And I know that Kara probably touched on that one, um, but that will help. And for me, I was pumping at work, and so I could tell if my milk supply was – going to be affected by my intake. And again, it it wasn't, which I was really happy about, but that would be a really good way to measure that too. Okay. Yeah. Kara definitely goes into that and even like how to kind of distinguish like which goals are more important, weight loss versus like breastfeeding and what to do. So definitely go listen to that one. There's one more about movement. Okay. Um, and so I would say for this one, utilizing those referrals. Um, so I found out through PT that I had the diastasis recti and I started that postpartum program and I was noticing my abs just like felt so weak. And I was like, I don't know if this is like normal or, um, like normal postpartum or if it's, you know, my, my abs never like fully closed. And so like, again, advocating for yourself and utilizing those referrals and listening to your body. Like I kind of knew that something didn't feel right. And so I'm really glad, um, you know, that physical therapy is helping that. Um, and there are just so many postpartum, like looking into it. Um, there's so many postpartum programs out there, um, by like personal trainers who have personal experience and done a lot of research about this. And that was just something that I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole of like trying to come up with my own fitness plan with postpartum. So utilizing those resources was really helpful. Um, and then something else, you know, I know I mentioned walking with my baby, but also it's a support network, like finding other moms to walk with. That's a really great time to just like bounce ideas off each other and share what's working really well for you. Um, and of course, if you're doing movement and breastfeeding, always have your water bottle on you, like plant them throughout your house (laughs) because you're going to be thirsty all the time. Um, especially if you're moving around a lot. So, um, those would be my movement tips for postpartum. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lacey. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify so we can make sure to reach other people who need us because weight loss is such a competitive world. But yeah, thanks for coming on, Lacey. Yes, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hopefully having some more clients soon. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, You can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.